Hello. Hey, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Well, considering well. I've spent 23 minutes trying to get my computer to be on this phone call, hmm. it's fine. Hmm. It's fine. Voice hmm. over internet protocol. Yeah. You got a lot going on there. Skype. You've introduced a lot of factors. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Also, we're having a snow emergency. Tell here. me about that. What's happening with the snow emergency? Well, you know, uh, anytime it snows here in Seattle, it's described as a snow emergency. Um, even when it rains hard, uh, people just collapse into like curled up fetal balls because hmm. they can't, you know, we have a mild temperate climate here. It's and, cold uh, today, it looks like. <clears throat> it's cold, yeah, but people forget how to how to deal with any adversity in mm. Seattle because it's all just sort of just bland. According, according bland. to the internet, if the high temperatures is from Twitter, so you know it's correct, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. the high temperature in Seattle doesn't hit, pound sign Seattle, doesn't hit freezing today, it'll be the first sub-freezing high in the city in five years. <whistles> how about that? That's pretty cold. The first sub-freezing high. Well, sub-freezing you know, high. So... <laughs> Um, uh, my mom, uh, showed up at my house about a half an hour ago. <clears throat> I heard her stomping on my porch, stomping the snow off her boots. Uh, but it's a snow, it's a snow emergency. It's a, so, it's a snow emergency. It's been declared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said, uh, I said, what the hell are you doing here? And she said, oh, well, I figured that I, since the roads are impassable, that I'd better come out to your house. Cause otherwise I won't be able to get anywhere. Wow. And I was and I was nodding like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she said, but then I got my car stuck like down the road. Hmm. So I had to walk the rest of the way. Sounds like some and kind of like, riddle. I was like, mm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Go on. And she was like, so now I figured you I figured if I got out here, then you could take me where I needed to go. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. okay, I'm all right. So, had you any uh, excursions planned for today? Well, no, but mm-hmm. you know, and so I said to her, you know, I could have come to get you mm-hmm. is the thing since we're in a snow emergency. And she said, "Oh, well, I wanted my car down here." Sure. And I was like, "Hmm." hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> so, when hmm. I'm done with the show, I'm going to have to go in my mom's car unstuck is it uh, stuck first. near your is it stuck near your house well i mean not near how'd she but, get from the car to your house did she call oh, like a snow uber no she walked she walked in 25 she, degree fahrenheit oh yeah well and she was very proud of her coat she said my coat is very warm mm-hmm. like all right well that's good i'm glad you were prepared at least for the eventuality that you Got your car stuck somewhere. I love getting a car unstuck, frankly. Oh, you like that? That's a project you feel like you can really get your teeth into? (laughs) I do. I do. I just, that's a fun thing for me. We're having rain. The ants are back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can tell, you can see the explorers. You can see the early boys they send out to just the useless ants that are just going to go like, you know, they're like the red shirts. They Uh just kind of go out. They're just wandering around on the bathroom wall, not finding anything. Oh, yeah. But eventually, you know, E.O. Wilson tells us their trails will accumulate. The ants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How old is an ant? Do you know? Do you ever think about it? Sometimes when I'm urinating, I see the ants on the wall after the rain. I think to myself, how old is that ant? How old do you think an ant is? 
I don't know how old an ant is, but you know, I do know how tall the Spice Girls are. Hmm. Uh, uh, because this morning, um, <laughs> this morning, I just threw out my outline. Huh? As, as I was sitting here uh, waiting for well, my as computer. We, as we record this, it is the 4th of February, 2019, yeah. uh, Gung Hai yes. Fat Choi. And mm-hmm. uh, it will be released uh, next <laughs> next Monday. If you wanted, to, if you wanted, if you had questions about the insects and Spice Girls episode, you should have called in uh, during the, the computer reboot episode. <laughs> just just as a note to our fans, it's the it's it's the crazy season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be sh- be sure to be sure to call in two weeks in advance. That's right. If you wanted to talk about your elderly parents, you should have called in during the pets episode. But I didn't. Uh, I didn't know. I just. I didn't. I so the. The question popped into my head: How tall? How? What is the? Who's the tallest Spice Girl? I, I have a reckon. You can hear me. I have not typed. I have a reckon. Yeah, go for it. Okay, I think uh, Nasty Spice is that her name? Who's scary? Who's, scary. I'm gonna say Nasty Spice is the tallest, yeah, and I'm gonna I say think. Spicy Spice, the red hair girl, is yeah. the is the least. Oh, but I forgot about Emma Button. I, f- I forgot about Button Spice. Now, don't forget about Button. Button Spice. I'm still going to go with, I think her name is Jerry Hollowell. I'm going to go with right. her because she always wore a heel. Ginger Spice. Ginger yeah. ginger Spice and Nasty Spice, I think, are the ends of the continuum. How did I do? I think you did very well. I think that's, uh, that is probably, I would have said, because I am a, I'm a Ginger Spice guy myself. Mm-hmm. Spice of your life. Have, I would have put Baby Spice at the bottom and that's Scary button. Spice that's, at the that's top. Button. That's button. Bun- button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cute as button. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in fact... Mm-hmm. In fact, it's Mel C. Sporty Spice that's the tallest. What? Because she was always wearing tennis shoes oh. while the rest of them were in big Gene Simmons boots. Remember the Gene Simmons boot phase of the late 90s, yeah. early 2000s? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. So People would wear flip-flops uh, like that. It was always very upsetting to me. Big, tall flip-flops. No What's thing. worse than a flip-flop? Like a platform. Plat- platform. <laughs> Platflop. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Gong high fat choy. Flat flop. Uh so it's uh so it's sporty and then mm. scary. Oh, and then 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 uh then uh Beckham Spice. And that's Be- right, then posh. Okay. Wow, you are good. Yeah, and then baby. And baby. And then Jerry is the smallest at five foot one. Jerry's baby small. is five foot two. Okay. Uh, I think uh, Posh is five three, Scary is five four, and uh, and Sporty, you know, rounds it out at five six, five five, maybe five five. They're not, mean, none of them are big. You look at a photo of them, and they are not distractingly different sized because of the boots. They they calibrated yeah. the boots. <sighs> That's smart. They calibrated the boots to make Baby looks the like the smallest because she's the baby. She's the baby. Yeah. She's wearing a little heel in this one, a little bit of a platform. Mm-hmm. Look at this and older I think, photo. I, I, I think, think Nasty Spice always looks tallest. She does. Well, and also, you know, she has the biggest hair. She does have tall hair. But then you've got, uh, I think uh, I think Posh Spice never wore the Gene Simmons boots because she was posh. So she was always she in She wore like, high a, like a spiky Louboutin type situation. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think it actually had a platform under the foot part, too. Oh, gosh. This is how they get you. Them, all right? these tricks, all these yeah. tricks in that Peter Peter Jackson forced perspective, just yep. just to give us a different viewport into the into the UK. Amazing! Look at all these photos of the Spice Girls. But I have no idea how long an ant lives. 
How old is an ant? How old is an ant? Because I think, as we learned from E.O. Wilson, I think they're, they, they wake up, they, they come out of the womb fully mm-hmm. formed in vis a vis intelligence. I don't think there's like an ant uh, remedial program or a preschool. I think they go straight to work. Is that right? You don't have a, there's no like a learning on the job. I, I mean, isn't an ant a mostly instinctual? Well, you're saying say, it's an automaton. He's like a, like a like an ant bot. I don't I don't I don't know. I'm gonna search for how old is ant. Yeah, and I guess. Oh, here's I, there, a guy. He's there's actually an ant. Forty three. How old is an ant? Oh, Ants an ant. are not forty three. No, I think it's a person from TV. Oh. Ant colonies can be long lived. Ants are social instincts or <gasps> in in sex. What? No way. This is what? from the Internet Science site. It says that worker ants can live from one to three years. No. I figured an ant dies in a couple weeks. One it's to like three the mayfly years. mayfly of insects. Think about how wise mm-hmm. a one year old ant is they've compared seen some to shit. A, they have a seen some shit. Ant. Can you imagine? They've been they've been back and forth to that sugar. Oh my god. They have brought some they have brought some food back to the queen. Did that just say that a black garden ant lives 15 years? What? Hmm. Okay, here Mm-mm. we go. This is this is the nut graph. Ant right. colonies can be long-lived. The queens can live for up to 30 years. Our queen ant might be older than the time we've lived in our home, and workers live for one to three years. Males, however, are more transitory. Yeah, high five up here. Being uh-huh. quite short-lived and surviving for only a few weeks. Oh. Ant queens are estimated to live 100 times as long as solitary insects of a similar size. Oh, because they're bringing her her stuff. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're grooming her and stuff. Well. It's like it's like how they say married people married men live longer. Yes. Right, married women I don't think live longer, mm-hmm. but uh, married hmm. men do because they're constantly groomed. All women live long, longer. Well, I mean, I, there's a lot. I, you know, I think it's mostly science. I I, there's science. a lot of science. We're there's absolutely about. a lot of science. I don't want to look at all this ant stuff. Yeah, but it's sad. It's it's in that stage where like like well, I guess we're fucked. I guess we uh, got to go find a place. So, sec- so. Sec- secretions from the male accessory glands Ooh. in some species can plug the female genital opening and uh. prevent females from remating. What? Wow. That sounds problematic, John. It's extremely pl- problematic. That's problem- <laughs> <laughs> I need to check the privilege. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Marine Lair. You can learn more about Marine Lair right now by visiting marinelayer.com. Well, listen, let me spin you a tale. Once upon a time, uh, let's say in 2009, two guys set out to make the perfect tea. That's a t-shirt. They wanted a tea that felt like an old favorite from day one, perfectly broken in and absurdly soft. Those guys were named Mike and Adam. Hey, guys. It took them a year to nail a custom fabric, and once they did, they made their first batch of teas and bought an old VW bus to support them. It's only broken down like 27 times, so they're feeling pretty good about the investment. Nine years, a few credit cards, and two buses later... They've built a brand around those absurdly soft shirts, and that's Marine Lair. I should mention they make more than just tees now. You can think Henleys, jackets, pants, sweaters. You get it. It's all designed in the Marine Lair workshop in San Francisco, and it's all really soft. Now, when they say their stuff is soft, they really mean it. It's not like just like, oh, this feels nice soft. They mean like, holy crap, how did they make this? I'm never taking it off soft. That is very soft. Turns out, 
The softest tees are made from trees. Huh? Micromodal? What? Micromodal, found in marine layer signature fabric, is made from recycled beech wood. Beech wood. The pulp production is self-sufficient, which makes their tees sustainable, eco-friendly, and, you guessed it, soft. They make in-between sizes like Marge and larger for the dudes who just don't conform to standards. God bless you all. We don't conform to standards. We talk about it all the time. Their return policy is also insanely good. You can return pretty much anything for up to a year, and they stand by their clothes. They offer free shipping and free returns on all U.S. orders. Uh, You know what? I sent my wife to this site to go and find me something. Find me something soft and pretty. She's working on that right now. So I'm going to have Marine Lair on my body the next time we talk. But I just want to say she came back and she said, Hey, I actually like this company and I know their stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm going to look real handsome next time. And you guys can hear about it here on Roderick on the Line. So listen, here's what you need to do for 15% off your first order. You're going to visit marinelayer.com, M-A-R-I-N-E-L-A-Y-E-R.com, and be sure to use the promo code SUPERTRAIN at checkout. That's going to get you 15% off your first order. Remember, you go and you visit marinelayer.com. And next time, uh, I'm going to be very handsome, and you're going to hear about it. Our thanks to Marine Lair for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. <laughs> oh, 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 no, oh, no. Workers with the ability to reproduce are called gamer gates. Oh, you're <laughs> I had no idea. Uh-huh. Forever and, alones can live yeah. as long as three weeks keck. Huh. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, incel mm-hmm. ants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you get your proud boy ants. Yep. Uh-huh. They got to name yep. uh, cereals while they masturbate in front of the queen. Oh, dear. You only can do it once a month. There has to be a queen there. Yeah. It's 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 a <laughs> really it, it's a lot of science. Make it hot. Oh no. So now but now when you are when you are murdering an ant, yeah. Are you now gonna be conscious of the fact that this that this ant may be one to three years old? And that maybe the queen is thirty years old if you weren't giving all of her uh other ants poison? Yeah. I, I don't wanna say because I don't want to get letters. Yeah. But ants do, I mean, listen, straight up, guys, so much respect for ants. Oh, they, yeah, big They're amazing, majestic creatures who are very industrious. <laughs> it's true. But I love killing the shit out of some ants. I mean, I just, oof, I really, really enjoy it. Now, here's a question for you. I remember hearing this about yellow jackets. I remember one time we made a school trip to the pumpkin farm when my kid was in, not pumpkin farm, but, you know, a yeah. place up by the hospital where they sell them pumpkin on the corner. Pumpkin, 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 sure. pumpkin patch. And pumpkin boy, patch. were there ever some fucking yellow jackets. Around the ants. They're attracted no, to the, the sweetness of the gourd. Uh-huh, the sweetness of the gourd. And so they, they swarm around the children. I, too. I too, am attracted and to the sweetness of the gourd. some of the kids got the shit stung out of them. And, of course, Ouch. I'm going, ah, ah, ah. And they're like, okay, look, two things. First of all, don't make movements like that. And then one of the moms, she says to me, she says, don't smash a yellow jacket because that makes the other yellow jackets mad. They true. smell the death. Is this true? Well, yellow jackets... In my in my experience, uh, are meat eaters, Ew. and they they swarm around any dead bug. Uh, because oh. one time, I mean, this used to happen a lot when we would drive across the Middle West of America or Canada, uh, where the front of the vehicle, certain times of the year, would become just a just a bug holocaust. Oh. Uh, just so we, because it's whatever bug season and yeah, we're driving yeah. across the, across the middle of nowhere and it would just be, ugh, 
from the bottom of the bumper to the top of the and the back of the 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 rearview mirrors and everything. It was just like it was just a solid. Uh, I'm sorry if you've ever had to experience Florida, but especially if you ever had to experience West Central Florida during September, because that's when the love bugs are doing their thing. Do you know about the love bugs? No, I don't. These are fuck hungry little flying boys and they copulate in midair and they're just doing their thing. They're just, they're down on their jammy and it just is smashed all over the copulating bugs all over your windshield. Love bugs, they call them because of the love. Well, so the, so one time this happened a lot, but one time in particular, we pulled into a truck stop and got out of the van and it was just like, uh, it was because the bugs are so thick they're like they're crashing in like no, they're, they're they're like atmosphere they're, and they're a layer on the front of the van there's like there's multiple layers of dead bugs so you can't even see the paint it's just like bugs <sighs> anyway we went inside we had some food at the truck stop and we came out and the front of the van was covered in yellow jackets oh my god that were eating the dead bugs oh. off of the front of the van, and oh. we could not get in the van because anytime you went close to it, you had this like swarm of angry wasps. Yeah, you're interrupting and, them during dinner, and so we had to like throw open the door, get inside, and then the then whatever there were a dozen wasps that got in the van oh, with us God. that we then had to like make sure to kill as fast as we could. It was terrible. I mean, not as bad as all the dead bugs, mm. but um, according, sh- according to this website, <clears throat> uh, according to a website on the internet, it says, "Man, deaf. Try not to swat or squish a yellow jacket wasp, as the wasp can release a chemical alarm that will signal other yellow jacket wasps to the location. Yeah. So they could do it at will. They no, just, I think I think it's like it, it's a uh, swatting." <clears throat> Oh my goodness! No, this is no. I good. don't think I don't think they do it at will. I think they do it uh, in the form of like uh, by dying. It's like a oh. it's like a marmorated stink bug. Okay. Oh, okay. Love so bugs. you're talking. You have sugar ants. Is that correct? Sugar ants. They are very innocuous. They're tiny, tiny, tiny little ants. They're teeny, teeny, tiny little ants. Yeah. Is yeah. that correct? Is yeah, that correct? no, hundred percent. That's we're famous for sugar ants. Yeah. Yeah. You get to you can get uh, you know a chowder in a in a bread bowl. Oh, and, and you got ants. Uh-huh. That's what we're famous uh, do, for. Do do your sugar ants bite? Because my sugar ants bite. No. Yeah, well, they... you know what? I shouldn't say. I've never stuck my hand in to see. I should. I should let them try. You know, fair game. It's like if you're going to hunt a deer, bring a bow. You know what I mean? Make it fair. Well, so <clears throat> I'm looking at these pictures of sugar ants, but these don't look like my ants. Hmm. These look like uh, tiny ants. What are these tiny ants? I'm looking for San Francisco sugar ants. Tiny ants. Um, Argentine. They're Argentine. No offense. Are they really? The Ar- l- l- Argentine ant is what we have. Little teeny ants. Mm-hmm. Black garden ant? Hmm. Well, whatever. If you, if my little ants get on you, mm-hmm. they will occasionally bite you. Mm. And it's a... It's like uh, it's 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 unpleasant. It's not it's not it doesn't like hurt like ow, but it uh, but it hurts like what the fuck? Like less than a mosquito. Oh, a lot less than a mosquito. It yes. doesn't itch later. It mm-hmm. just is like you actually feel it in real time. You're like what the what the, what, the, what? 
And then you look down and there's an ant on you and you're like, oh, now I don't feel bad about killing you, dummy. No, no. I mean, you know, I feel like it's kind of like you and the, you know, and your various creatures. It's like you need to have a a meeting of the minds. A certain kind of uh, Henry Kissinger would say a detente. You get this area, I get that area. Let's try not to cross each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. cross the streams. Yeah. And uh, love bugs. Yeah, here's a picture I'll send you. There's a picture of them copulating right here. They go butt to butt. Odorous ants. Huh. Now, if you squash your ant, does it smell? Uh, I've never really gotten in there. Uh, no, I but I mean... If not, you, like, if not you, like that smell like uh, you kill a roach in Florida and it smells like amaretto. You don't get that. Because you do get a smell if you kill Seattle ants. I'm learning so much. Yeah, it's a. It's actually. Does it a smell kind like amaretto? Of, yeah. Uh huh. You know the smell. I mean, what's that smell? It's a nut smell. Uh, yeah. It's what's a, amaretto made of? Uh, it's made it's of a, the same stuff that licorice is made of. Whoa, that's not one of your ants. Oh, that's a love bug. That's love bugs. That's Florida. Oh, those are disgusting. Look at them. But the I butt. don't want that. No. Yeah. They do that in the air. Oh yeah, and then it's all over your windshield. I want to try love bug. <laughs> one of our occasional. Google episodes, love, <laughs> bugs, windshield. Wait a minute. That's yeah, and you a... can get this uh, like a net that you put over your grill. You can get a net you put over your grill if you don't want them to get into your grill. You mean your your uh, gold teeth? <laughs> yes. If you picture put of love bugs on a windshield. You put a Aww. net over them? Yeah, because look at this. Here's what you're dealing with. Copy image. Yeah. Oh, no, not address. Not address. Actually, oh, getting, I didn't mean to close. Beep, there you go. Beep, beep, there you go. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that uh, oh, Pontiac. See, look at that Pontiac. That like that's what it looked. That's what the front of our truck looked like. Except, oh, except that's worse. Not good. Except worse. Oh, this is bad. This is worse than looking for black mold. Well, not really. Because you know, in the, the in the in the middle in the middle west of Canada, they yeah. have bugs that are the size of cats. Really? Yeah. Is that because of the educational system? It's uh, it's because they're very tolerant. Medicare for all. Yeah, and so a lot of the bugs that would have been eradicated by scorn mm-hmm. um, get, grow to enormous size. But they're very polite, and they still like April Wine. Mm. Who doesn't like April Wine? I think April Wine's a good band. I think April Wine, I they. I think a lot of the kids today would not know an April Wine. April Wine, what? I think one could argue, mm, I don't want to say they invented the power ballad, but I feel like, I feel like the kind of, uh, you take it just between you and me. That's a that's a classic power ballad. Just between you, you and me. Just between hey, you well, and me. Well, oh, all right, all right. April Wine versus Triumph. Go. April Wine. Because Triumph, Triumph, Triumph is fine, but like it, it took me only a few months to realize. Oh boy, you're gonna get letters about this. Yeah, somebody. Triumph, Triumph is like a, a PG rush. Yeah. They're like Rush without the interestingness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And their videos used to be on way too much. They had a lot of videos for a brief period. You know how hard it is to find a copy, a full actual copy of Exit Stage Left, the live performance? Is it hard? It's pretty hard. There's some shit ones on YouTube that I have most deaf watched. Yeah. But it's a very good concert. You'll remember the live album. Yes, It's a good live album. It's a great live performance. And you see how Bananas running around and he's doing he's doing the Taurus pedals and he's playing a fucking keyboard and a long-ass Rickenbacker bass. They're just running around doing all the stuff. They were great he's, then. He's got a lot going on, that Getty Lee. Oh, and it's right. It's their, it's their classic period. It's pretty much right after moving pictures. Oh, and they're so good. They're so good. Ugh. 
Does he talk like an ordinary guy? <laughs> You're my fact-checking cuz. Uh, the, uh, I don't hate, I don't hate Triumph. You know, okay, can I say, can I just say real talk why I hate Triumph? I don't hate Triumph. Okay. I'm disappointed in Triumph. Okay. No, no, I did the thing in 1983, yeah. four. Let's say, let's say 83. I did the thing. I did the nine no, albums, nine albums for a penny. Now, did, is this one of those ones where you got nine albums for a penny, but you never, like, you didn't fulfill the rest Nobody of the contract? ever fulfilled. Well, you, I did it all wrong. First of all, I always forgot to send in the thing. So they'd send me fucking Phil Collins, Huey Lewis in the News. Yeah. And I'd go, oh, fuck. Bunch that's of like, stuff you didn't want. It's like, it was like $11 with all the included parts. And one of them was a Triumph record that I'm still mad about. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like a good Triumph. It wasn't even like, what, Allied Forces? Is that Elvis Costello? What am I thinking of? What's a Triumph album? Uh, let's see. The good Triumph albums Triumph. were. Um, uh, it was it called like Trilogy or Anthology? Rick, Rick Emmett was the guitar player. I know that much. Thunder Seven. Thunder Seven. Thunder was Seven, nineteen eighty four. But no, I think Never Surrender. Allied Forces, right? Allied that Forces was, was a good one. As it goes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Fool for your love. You got your hot time in the city tonight. Fool oh, fight the good fight, fight the good every, fight moment. every moment. Every minute, every day. Every minute, every day. Uh, I prefer Rush. I prefer Rush. And uh, and if I were going to Pepsi challenge me, I'll take a Rush over a Triumph. I think a Triumph is a very Rush-like. Now, when was when was when was when was Triumph formed? Oh, Triumph was formed in like the mid seventies. You know, April White. April Wine goes all... No, they're earlier than 78, but hmm. April Wine goes all the way back to the 60s. Did you know that they were from Halifax? They're the barely Canadian. Well, you know, a band that I like from Halifax originally did did do uh-huh. an April Wine cover. Are you talking about Sloan? I'm talking about Sloan. Sloan. In the Clude. <laughs> Sloan. They did the... Um, of course they, they did. did. What's the other song? What's the other famous April Wine song? Oh, there's... um. No, what's the one? What's their, what's their hit that's not... Um, Let's see, the way that it is is you're right, Heap. That's not them. They Sometimes I, I get them confused with Aldo Nova. Oh, like the fantasy. What was the album? Harder, Faster, Nature of the Beast. Oh, that's a good record. Oh, Sign of the Gypsy Queen. Oh, my God. Dueling that's right. guitars. That's right. Uh, you know, you know uh, an underrated band? Who? Zebra. Uh, who's behind the door? That's right. That's the zebra. And tell me what you want. Tell me what you want from tell zebra. Tell me what you want. Oh, yeah. What, as, as, as long as we're singing up way high. Yeah. Tell me what you want. That does ring a bell. I yes. remember them being popular good, contemporaneous with that time. I'm going to say 84, 85. That's exactly Who's that's behind exactly the door? Right. That's Who is right. behind, did they ever find out who's behind the door? I don't think they did. No, not Th- the animal. Those were those were very important songs in a kind of time <laughs> in a time when <laughs> in a time when it was very difficult to uh, to know how to interact with contemporary light metal. Uh-huh. Uh, they weren't metal; they were more like Canadian style pop. But they're from Louisiana. No telling lies. Yep. No but telling lies. A, that has is that have who's behind the door? What what's the name of the one I'm thinking of? Three no, so, Z Zebra Zebra Zebra. So Zebra, the zebra. eponymous record, had oh, uh, who's behind the door. But then there was a record, the No Telling Lies. Yeah. Here's the secret. Okay. You want to know the secret of Please, Zebra? No telling lies. Okay, you've got Zebra the first record, which yes. had those two songs that we just mentioned, Who's mm-hmm. Behind the Door and Tell Me What You Want. So that's the one to get. Yeah. But then 
No Telling Lies has a little song called Bears. Bears. And it's about bears. It's a song about bears. It's about bears. They're from Nolans. They're from Nolans. Okay. Uh, It's a song about bears, Mm. and it's a very good song, I think. (laughs) Nobody, Nobody else ever heard it. No one else ever heard it. Deep it cut. Was deep cut. A deep cut. Uh, the song. The record did not sell very well, mm-hmm. but somehow, I I'm pretty sure that the first rock concert I ever went to, and I, you know, the problem is I was. It's hard to remember. This is going to be Alaska. This is Alaska. This is at the Sullivan, the Ed Sullivan Arena, hmm. named after former uh, Anchorage Mayor Ed, Ed Sullivan. Oh, that's confusing. He didn't go by Ed, Edward. Uh, nope. Ed, uh, actually, I mean, if my name was Jonathan Lennon, I'd make sure to say Jonathan. Sure. To be, no. to be in Ed, Ed Sullivan, it seems very confusing. That's already a theater, a theater in New York City. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, let me hang on just a second. Because I'm sorry. I took you off your story. No, no, no. I, uh, I want to make sure that I'm, I might be, I might be wrong. Yeah. Uh, because Ed Sullivan is such a common name, but I, you know, hmm. I actually know this. I knew this man. Through your dad? Uh, well, because my my uncle, uncle uh, was mayor of Anchorage, <laughs> and um, and he but he was mayor of the Anchorage borough. Oh, it's like uh, East Anchorage, right? <laughs> what was your school? Was, Which was your no, school? No, no, it wasn't Ed Sullivan. It was George Sullivan. George what am I Sullivan. talking about? George, George Sullivan. George. Not George. He's the luckiest think, man in the world. I think his. I think his son maybe was also mayor of Anchorage at one point, but that was after I left. But George Sullivan, see, George was mayor of the town, mm-hmm. and my uncle was mayor of the borough, which is like basically the county. That's like, you know, San Francisco does a similar thing. There's San Francisco the city and San Francisco the county, and to my knowledge, they are exactly the same footprint. Well, so what happened? We got sheriffs, we got police. It's all very confusing here. What had happened was uh, that they decided. So, so Sullivan was mayor of Anchorage from like sixty-seven to eighty-one. He was mayor for the whole for a long time. Wow. He was the same age as my dad. But my uncle was mayor of the borough, and then and the borough was much bigger than the the city. But then in the mid seventies, they decided that the city and the borough were going to merge. And so Sullivan and my uncle Jack had to run against each other. Oh man, which was, you know, a little tough because they were pals, and uh, it was a small town. And mm-hmm. so Mayor Sullivan beat my uncle in the election, and became became big mayor of everything. And mm-hmm. then when they built an arena. They named it after him. Now, that could be Roderick Arena. That's a classic Roderick indignity right there. Right? Yes. Could be Roderick Arena. We could, every every single person in Anchorage could be like, I'm going to the Roderick Arena. There before the grace of George. That's sick. Can you imagine in high school? Yes, I can. If I, if, if you I didn't went even to go to the good my, high school, you went to the one that didn't get Ozzy Osbourne. Well, now, wait a minute. I went to the one that didn't that Ozzy didn't play because West High had the biggest theater. Mm-hmm. Well, this is before the arena. This is before the arena. Right. But when they built the arena, now think about this. Yes. So my first concert was Dio. Whoa. With, with, with Vivian Campbell. Yeah. With Dawkin opening. Oh, George Lynch, baby. And then first of three, Zebra. <sighs> Who's behind the door? So I was like, I got into Zebra. Sure. 
like because I was because I saw them. Man. That's a long way from Nolans. Uh, and they were a three-piece band, very yep. much like Triumph. Power Trio, love it. Anyway, can you imagine if I never even thought about this until just now? If when I went to my first concert when I was a whatever sophomore, mm-hmm. if it had been at Roderick Arena, I think how things would be different. How would my life be different if the whole time I was in high school, everybody was like, "Well, he's a fucking pain in the ass and a dork," but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But Roderick the arena, Rick, you know, the arena. Think, of, think of, you know, he's from that. He's one of those. I think it's a double-edged sword, John. I have to be honest with you. I think it's, I think it's, because, I mean, there's all kinds of things. You could get a disease named after you or a hurricane. There's all kinds of things where, like, it's, you know, having your name associated with something is not always fun. Yeah. Well, right. like, uh, I mean, like the Who concert, right? That was at the, well, that was just the Cincinnati Coliseum. It wasn't named after a Roderick. But, like, you wouldn't want your name to be forever associated with something Bad, right? Bad. But a but a but a big fun arena. That's Zebra, not bad. Who's behind the door? Well, so here's some here's just a selection of lyrics from the song Bears. <laughs> Bears, okay. Uh, for in this at the beginning of the song, he sets the stage. Uh, in the middle of winter, the trees are bare and the bears are hibernating. You see that? How he, he did he, bear he and bear. It. He did a homonym. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only sound in the forest wow. is the sound of snow heard crashing to the ground. Mm-hmm. So right now you're really in it. You're in it now. Can't hear, is, you can't hear the bears. No, these are these are guys from New Orleans too. Mm-hmm. These are very Canadian lyrics. Mm-hmm. Hang on, now ready, ready for this? Yeah. Ready for the the second turn? Yeah. And in the middle of loving, I hope you'll find a place in your heart for them. So the bears, the titular bears. Yeah, this was a triple a triple turn because it, it's like in the middle of loving, you're thinking, okay, I'm sexing now, but no. Is it one of those things like imagining uh, dead puppies so, so you don't ejaculate? No, Do you think I it's don't a bear? think so. It's okay. I think it's, I think when he says in the middle of loving, he means the love that's in your heart. Oh, it's deeper like a Canadian love. Yeah. I think you'll find a place in your heart for them. They really, really can't, can't do, do us any same. harm. It is only us who can do harm to them. Don't hurt the bears while you're yeah. boning down. Think about it. Yeah. Or just loving, just in a loving, in a loving agape Canadian way, keep the bears front of mind. And then switcheroo perspective-wise, okay. but there's an animal that winter won't affect at all. He sits by fireplaces waiting for the winter's fall. Oh, it's a re- real Rod Serling type situation. He owns guns. And, <laughs> and oh, oh, you know, know he's, he's got, got that gun, gun in his hand. hand. Yeah. He's so, a man. Yeah. This is a, this is a he's song. He's a man. And oh, he's got that precious thing in his hand. He does. This is a song about hand twice, not shooting so bears. You know, he he well, rhymed hand twice. He did, but he's singing it up so high you can barely tell what he's saying. He's behind the door. Anyway, I highly recommend it. Also, he's playing a double neck BC Rich. Oh, he sure is. Look yeah. at that. He's all. He looks yeah. all cozy. It looks like looks like Canada from here. Bears, oh bears, he's got that gun all in right. his hand. All right, gonna I add cannot. It, add it to I the have list. never been able to hit those notes in no. uh, that song. What about Boston? That, those are some hard notes to hit. Come on. Brad Delp. Come on. Come on. You think you could hit a Boston? You could hit a Delp? There's some... Uh, you know, you the can, about, you're telling me you could get on stage, even with the warm-up, you could do more than a feeling? More than a feeling. No. No. At the beginning. See, I don't, <laughs> don't think that's how he does it. <laughs> no. Start, start with... <laughs> Start with close my eyes and I slip away. Close my eyes and I slip away. 
Hey! And then bow now. That's all Tom Scholes. That's pure Scholes all the way down. Bow now, down, 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 down. Think about Boston. It's much easier to hit those notes because you've been practicing them for forty years. It's compression. He's compressing the shit out of that. He's probably actually going like, ah, you know, <laughs> it's all Arl Exciter and Compressor. It's Arl Exciter. It's true. <clears throat> yeah. It's very, he's not singing loud. Let's, let's call it that. Yeah. They, you know, they had a lot of uh, big hits. Do you remember when the Boston third record came out? It was a big deal because it had been years. They'd been tied up in litigation. And by the way, don't read the Wikipedia entry for Boston if you can't sleep. I did it. I did it a couple months ago and it was a bad idea. There's a lot oh, of sadness the, in that band. Tom Scholz yeah. does not come off great. Can I just say that? Well, he's one of those kind of controlling guys, The, the, the right? Delp Estate has beef with Tom Scholz. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Well, I think they think he was, uh, you know, causal. Well, Delp was a very sensitive person. Mm-hmm. He had a rough go of it. Yeah. His suicide note was in French. Oh, Lindsay. The third stage, boy, when that record came out. Is that Cool the Engines? Was that the hit from that? Yep. Well, and Amanda. Oh, and the eyes and make it suicide and something from the thighs, Amanda. Yeah. It wasn't as good as it wasn't as good as you wanted. What was the second one? You got Boston, which is the city in a dome under on an ovation, and the second one was. Don't look back. Don't look back. back. That was a pretty good record. That's when the Guitar City is coming for a landing in a utopian super planet Hmm. valley somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. As far as I know, my daughter knows one thing about Alaska governance, which I think she she discovered via some kind of an exercise. You know, like in school, every age has the things where you read it and you do reading comprehension. So she knows about Stubbs the Cat. Oh, yeah. Stubbs the Cat. The mayor of Talkeetna. Sure. Talkeetna. He, uh, Stubbs is the mayor of Talkeetna. No, uh, passed, passed in 2007. Oh, I'm sorry. He died. Yeah, that's right. But I, yeah. but I follow Stubbs the cat, uh, on Twitter. Oh. Uh, because, uh, Stubbs's wisdom lives on. Mm. Stubbs had a rough life. Well, <laughs> the, the Wikipedia entry under section two injuries. That's the reason they call him Stubbs. <laughs> it's so undignified. Oh, he was attacked by a dog. They attacked the mayor. The mayor was yeah. attacked by a dog. Heavy sedation. Well, you know, it's tough country. Crowdfunding page. Uh, I think he got shot with BB guns from kids at one point. Yeah, other other perils Stubbs escaped from include being shot by teenagers with BB guns and falling into a restaurant's deep fryer, which was switched off and cool at the time. You got to clean Stubbs after that. That's going to be one greasy little mare. Well, hitched a ride to the outskirts of Talkeetna on a garbage truck. In in Talkeetna, the standards are a lot different. They say it's a historic district, not really a city. I wouldn't even call it a historic district. Is it more uh, like a there's... mall? No, no. Hmm. There's a bar that was used to be a hotel and that famously has a, has a, uh, a sign on the front that says, Hippies Use Side Door. Okay. And then you go around the side and the door's boarded up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This it's looks... A good laugh. Uh, it's a good laugh. Picaresque. Uh, there was a there was a an airstrip. See, Talkeetna is where the bush pilots who fly to Mount McKinley slash Denali. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where they used. Well, they still they they used to fly out of a grass strip that was basically in the middle of town, and then they built wow. a real airstrip over to the side of town. And by real, I mean a gravel airstrip. Oh, nice. 
And that's where if you're a mountain climber and you want to climb to the top of uh, Denali. We say Denali you, now. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. For a long time, and sadly – uh, for me, we just covered this on an omnibus that's going to be released in a couple of days. Okay, uh, because uh, we were talking <laughs> about all last the, week. Yeah, well, we were. That's right. A couple of days of last week from now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Wasn't tomorrow wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are a lot of dead bodies on Mount Everest. Oh, I've heard about this. I heard this. it's. A, I heard between trash and bodies, it's pretty bad yeah. news up there lots and lots of bodies so we did an omnibus on them but i talked about and they can't get uh, them because it's too cold well they freeze to the mountain and they can't get them off they become part of the mountain well and also it's very hard to get up there well even if you have even if you're in a space suit can't you get a nepalese to you get a nepalese to help you right yeah but do they we say sherpa also, can we still say that oh sherpa is what they're called yeah like but a tenzing they are norgay. like a tenzing norgay that's yeah. right um there are some sherpa who have been to the top of everest like Many, many, many times. <laughs> they are the most hardy of all the people in the world. They're like the guys riding around in the bumper cars. <laughs> like they, they're just over it. They've done this too many fucking times. But even they have a very difficult time uh, up at those altitudes, like schlepping dead people down. So the so the uh, the the formality, the generally agreed uh, like policy is that if you die on Everest, it's like a burial at sea. Hmm. They just are. You're supposed to find a way to throw the throw a body down in a crevice, and hmm. uh, but then some of some of the people die, and they just are just dead on the trail, and you have to step over them. Oh, jeez, it's really terrible. But uh, Denali is the name of the mountain. It's beautiful. Mc- I'm looking at a photograph is the of it. name of the park. Oh, I see. Okay, because they changed it. It used to be McKinley was the mountain, but they changed it when I was a kid, actually. Hmm. And now I think they're even changing the park name, so it's Mount Denali Park. Mount, oh, interesting. From the yeah. north with Wonder Lake in the foreground. Look at that. It's beautiful. But in the omnibus, I forgot to mention that the mayor of Talkeetna was a cat. Oh. Yeah. Isn't it Stubbs? Stubbs. Stubbs the cat. <laughs> Fell into some grease. <laughs> Stubbs. He was a wise cat. I mean, maybe well, not as maybe wise not as a 30-year-old aunt. Lived to be 20. Yeah. He was born in the year that doesn't exist. Imagine that ninety-seven. Yeah. yeah. Imagine imagine a cat being ten years younger than an ant. That changes a lot of stuff for me. It really you does. You know, anything can die mostly. So I think anything can die. Anything that's alive can die. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at it kind of on a continuum. It doesn't mean you want to kill them any less, though. Not the not time the is cat. a flat circle. Not the cat. Not the cat. What about Marillion? Do you like Marillion? Doesn't seem like no. your cup of tea. No, I didn't. Mm. I, I didn't like Striper either. Well, Striper. Hey, you want Christian Rock? Well, yeah, they want Christian Rock. Christian Rock. Sure. like the thought, Christian Rock, man. Well, they had stripes. They had that was a bit. Their bit was stripes. Because there's a biblical quote about stripes. Uh, like like flaying Jesus on his last day in town. Or no, like you shall that. know them by their stripes. Oh. Or something. Uh, you know what I mean? Know. Like we are Christians by our stripes, by our stripes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a stripe. By our stripes. You know how you know how when you're looking for a, a biblical reference, you can find pretty much anything. Yeah, like, it's like Shakespeare. Is, it's like Shakespeare. It's out there somewhere. Yeah, like Pedro the Lion. Like but that was somebody that saved Jesus or something. I don't know some lion named Pedro. That, oh, is that uh, right? I, I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, striper, but I'm pretty sure that the stripes in the Bible did not come from, uh, or were, were, they weren't spelled. It wasn't. Those stripes weren't spelled with a Y. No, no, no. I think that's an affectation. Yeah. But I was not, 
And how did you feel about what am I what am I thinking of? Um, King's X. No, not a fan. You were not. Maybe maybe I need to go back. I I weren't they gimmicky? Uh, it was highly oh, produced. Kings were they like a yes? They were like a prog metal early yeah. prog metal band. Okay, here's Striper. Uh, it's from King James version. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Mm-hmm. He was bruised for our iniquities. Yep. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. They, some of those folks, God love them, they are so horny for Jesus' pain. <laughs> oh, and they did a backronym for it. Oh. Salvation through redemption, oh, yielding no. peace, encouragement, and righteousness. Oh, God. Yeah, oh. They, got a, they got a hard on for that. Yep. Striper. Uh but but King's, King's X, X was King's X was a very unusual sounding band. <laughs> the uh the log line is not doing it for me. King's X is an American rock band that combines progressive metal, <laughs> funk, and soul with uh-huh. vocal arrangements influenced by gospel blues and British invasion rock groups. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> Let's take out about half those <laughs> ingredients and then not make it. Uh there were some interesting they produced some in, the, again, three piece yep. band. Yep, 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 yep. Always you know uh, what you always Always get extra points if there are three and only three musicians. That's right, and they started way back. I mean, they're you know they're kids and stuff. Springfield, Missouri, they hail from. Yeah, but they but they came out. It was like there was that late eighties period when Jane's Addiction had thrown a wrench into everything. Oh sure, and you and we were like, what's metal? What's alternative? What's rock? What's right. prog? What is anything? What is anything anymore? What is anything? <laughs> and they Shit were, if I know. Everything right. got oh, all turned around. It was all chili peppers. It's like what, what the hell? Chili peppers. What are they? Are we they get the bug the bunk guy? Yeah. Are they funk? What about what's that the... guy? What's that guy? Les Claypool. Bugger the bugger the bugger the bugger did you see that? I was so much cooler than going to see a band like that. They might accidentally be playing near me, but I would never go see them. I saw Meat Puppets the same night that White Snake was playing on the same campus. Wow, you went across to the other side of the campus. I went to Tampa. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. One word, supertrain, go, Squarespace. So listen, you guys know about Squarespace. You're using Squarespace right now because the Roderick on the Line podcast is hosted just using Squarespace. Yeah, look it up. There's other stuff you can do with Squarespace. You can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into a new site. You can showcase your work. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of content. You can have a portfolio with photos. You can sell products, you guys, products and services of all kinds. You can promote your physical or online business, and you can announce an upcoming event or special project. It all works with Squarespace. It's so easy. You drag, you drop, you type, your website, boom, Squarespace. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. Powerful e-commerce functionality lets you sell anything online. Anything. Well, you know, pretty much anything. The ability to customize look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few simple clicks. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, so it looks great on every device and dingus. They have a new way to buy domains, and you can choose from over 200 cool extensions. They have analytics that'll help you grow in real time and built-in search optimization. We call it SEO. They have free and secure hosting, nothing to patch or upgrade ever, and 24 by 7 award-winning 
customer support if you ever run into trouble. So listen, seriously, I've been using this thing for I don't even know how many years. I'll calculate it someday. It runs my personal site. It runs Roderick on the line. It runs so much of what I do. And I'm here to tell you, God is my witness. If I have to do the next thing on the web, you know it's going to be on Squarespace. And I wish you would go and do the same. And you know what? Even if you think it's not perfect for you, think about the person in your life who needs help with a website. Get them a Squarespace. Set them up and make their life so much easier. And here's how you do that. You head over to squarespace.com slash supertrain for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code supertrain to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash supertrain. Offer code super supertrain. Wow. I'm just so overwhelmed. They've been so good to me. I promised myself I wouldn't cry, but do me a favor. You go to Squarespace. Squarespace. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. <laughs> I, Tampa. Uh, I had a, I was, when I was working at <laughs> we the had newsstand. We got in a car. We got in, got in my girlfriend's big Ford and we, uh, we went to, we went to Tampa all the time. Cause if it was in the empty keg, we got in for free. So you were going to school in St. Pete? Nope. Sarasota. Oh, Sarasota. That's right. I can't but, but we were technically part of the uh, university. We were, we we're technically part of the University of South Florida. University of Tampa. The university. No, that's a different thing. That's the, uh, they got that big uh, Kremlin dome there, don't they? I don't know. University of Tampa. I think they got an onion dome. Oh, no, wait. No. Uh, no. Which is the school that has the beautiful architecture that's like all wrought iron? I'll bet that's Tampa. I don't know if that's a real I think school. it is. I think it's Tampa. I think university, don't they have an onion dome? Am I misremembering? Tampa. Tampa onion dome. Wrought. Iron Dome. Do you know how to spell wrought iron? W-R-O-U-G-H-T. That's right. Tampa Onion Dome. Tampa Wrought Iron College. Is wrought Iron College. Be. Wrought Iron College. And the Plant Museum. Tampa Bay Hotel. Oh, I don't know how to spell. Oh, it's Tampa College. University of Tampa? Tampa. Well, wait a Tampa minute. College. Cor- <laughs> that sounds terrible. Tampa, Tampa, Tampa College. College. Tampa College. Is it Tampa College? I don't know. If it's Tampa not Tampa College. in the name, it's just, it's already kind of a punchline. Tampa College. Tampa. Uh, Tampa's I, where I saw many of the bands. St. Pete is another place that I saw many. That's where I saw Rem Am I in wrong about it being wrought iron? It might not I be. Never, that could be Nolens. No, no, They no, got no, wrought no. iron, don't they? Uh, I'm going to say Tampa Fancy College. Okay. See oh, what that okay. produces. Tampa Fancy College. College Natural and Health Sciences. Whatever okay. that, oh, College of. Argosy University. Let's let's say that. Hmm. Let's say Argosy University. Let's say. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. 2019 this... best colleges in the Tampa Bay area. Oh, k- give me a fucking break. Well, that is this really? It's Eckerd Wesley? College. Jim uh, Jim Morrison went to Eckerd College for a while. There, is he there from in Florida. St. Pete. Huh? Is he from Florida? He's a military brat. Oh, sure. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Oh, who's coming up with these? There's not even any, there's not even any new college on here. What is happening? I just found a uh, I just found a website, uh, thevice.com, uh, Proud Boys website. <clears throat> yeah. There's an article here that says Florida man says he attacked fancy cars that reminded him of college bullies. Mm. That's really, one of those, really makes you think. Uh, that's one of those Florida man jokes. Yeah, I mean, did you follow Florida man? Yeah, I mean, I lived it. Yeah. <laughs> I. I <laughs> <clears throat> I've known Florida man most of my <laughs> life. I went to high school with Florida man. I yeah. definitely worked for Florida man. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I was sitting at the newsstand one day, and Bill Patton, uh, this guy, uh, this guitar player, very good guitar player in Seattle, who um, 
has sort of, uh, he was one of the first people I met in Seattle. He's always been, he's always been, uh, a guy that, uh, I instinctively liked. Tell mm-hmm. me if you know a guy like this, mm-hmm. instinctively liked him, but in reality, in practice, <clears throat> really, he was a thorn in my side. He really, he and I were constantly at odds with one another. Interesting. But so, so you like the cut of his jib, but then you, you had some, uh, some friction. I like him. He's funny. He's mm-hmm. smart. He's sardonic. He's low key. Yeah. But he's just a he's just a pain in the ass. Mm. And he thinks I'm a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Like we just constantly well, like a buddy comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For like thirty years, all it's all it would take is that Bill and I be thrown together into some sort of. Uh, uh, solve a mystery or broken elevator situation, mm-hmm. and we would come out the other side. I don't know something, mm-hmm. but the but the but the fact is that nothing has ever thrown us together, and we have desired not to be thrown together. Mm-hmm. So we always are like, oh hey hey, how's it going? And then we stand there and have and shoot the shit, and it's funny and fun. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, well I hope I never see you again. Yeah, you too. Fuck off. Okay, bye. Anyway, hmm. I I was at the newsstand one day and Bill Patton comes in. And uh and Bill and oh and Bill always like wore earth tone clothes that didn't fit him very well and <laughs> his look was I haven't showered. That was his look. He cultivated it. He sounds he like kind of a, a frontiersman. Yeah, he drove an RX7 though because hmm. I think he I think one of his parents died yeah, when he was young and he inherited some money or something. He had an RX-7, which was incongruous uh, based on everything else about him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's a super good musician. So mm-hmm. he came into the newsstand one day and he said, uh, I've got two tickets to Primus tonight. Do you want to go? And I said, mm. no. <laughs> and you, you didn't have to deliberate on it? No. And he said, your mental pachinko ball <laughs> fell down well into no with very little effort or it's like no juking. There are there are a lot of reasons I don't want to go. I don't so want to see Primus. Don't want to I don't want to go I don't want to go to a second location with you. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, Look, I don't want to go either. Hmm. But I have I think two he's tickets. sweet on you. No. No. He said, I have two tickets and the only person I could think of <clears throat> that would go is you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and I was like, huh. Yeah. That, uh, so that makes because this happens to me a lot. People have tickets to something and they're like, nobody wants these. But I bet John, he's like, uh, uh, you know, let's ask Mikey. He won't eat it. Yes. He hates everything. And then they give me con- they give me tickets to things, and I'm like, well, I guess sure, I'll go. That's uh, that's how I ended up seeing, um, uh, what's her name, um, Belinda Carlisle. No, hmm. I wish no. Joan Baez. Uh, nope. The more recent uh, lady that has huge, uh, big epic uh songs erica badu no bigger That's hair not songs she's from england oh is it uh, joanna newsom nope nope bigger bigger big, bigger songs big, big stadium bigness not Large. kate bush nope nope or uh, big more songs recent. big songs big, big, recent big, big, big songs big songs let's do this stick with this we can do this blonde lady super big <gasps> oh, oh she has maybe one one word name oh oh oh, oh adele uh, Adele, you got to, thank you. You got to see Adele. So a friend of mine who's in the concert Shit, dog, business. I'd see Adele. I'm not made uh, of stone. See, this is what I didn't know. <gasps> friend of mine she's in the concert She's got pipes, business. buddy. She's got pipes, and she's got a sense of humor and a really cute little chin dimple that's slightly off center. So that's what I'm saying. He yes. said, "I've got these tickets to Adele. Do you want to go?" 
And I said, what's, what's Adele? And he said, she's a singer. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I've got these tickets and you're the only person I can think of in the, in our rock culture that would go to see Adele. Hmm. And I said, well, I don't know what Adele is. And he said, you'll probably know. You'll know that hello song for sure. You'll know one of the songs. Yeah. And I said, so the thing is the friend of mine in the concert business, I like him. He's a nice guy. And I was like, yeah, I'll go see Adele. And he said, the tickets are at the, at the box office. So I went, I got the tickets and then I texted him. I was like, where are, you know, where are you? Like, I'll come find you. And he said, oh, I'm not going. Oh, that is so West Coast. Holy shit. I was like, "Oh, he flaked on his own invitation." Yeah, so so I so I got my. Is this ticket. the guy whose house I made fun of? No, okay. Never. I got my ticket. I went into this giant stadium. I sat down in my seat, which of course was like <laughs> third row center. Right, <laughs> I'm all by myself, right and looking, I'm right sur- in the cuddle pub, <laughs> and I'm surrounded by people <laughs> who, who are, are losing are their fucking mind, absolutely losing it. And she hasn't taken the stage yet. They're just sitting there, just losing it, anticipating Adele. And they're looking, and they're, and they're, it's the type of crowd where they're grabbing me and like, oh my God, can you believe it? And we're I'm like, actually I, here. We're actually I here. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can believe it. I'm not sure what I'm doing here. And so then the people right around me, this is way before, this is when the lights are still on. Yeah. They all, they were like, oh my God, he's never seen Adele. Oh, and then, no. uh, then I've got like 20 people around me who are so excited for me. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I I'm wish just, I could be you. I wish I'm I could just, hear Adele for the first time. A friend of mine just gave me these tickets. I don't know why I'm here. And they were like, oh, my God, you got the best tickets in the world. Like, we waited 45 hours for these tickets. And I'm like, I don't know. So then Adele takes the stage. Uh And immediately I was transfixed. And then mind exploded 30 times. And by the time I left the stadium, I was like, Adele's the greatest rock star of all time. Really? I'm so glad to hear that. She's incredible. She's hilarious. She's uh, she 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 made a room of twenty thousand people feel like every single person in the room was. She her seems special. very down to earth, but so, she just she also owns every fucking cubic inch of whatever she, she sings. She walked out on the stadium. So this is the this is a sold out arena. She walks out on the stage and she says, in her uh, extremely wonderful British accent, she says, "Before I start, I just want to say." That I'm fighting a cold sore, and I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> She's got a stress bump. I'm really embarrassed, and it hurts, oh. and I'm super. And all all night long, my face is going to be up on this giant screen above everybody, and so I'm really anxious about it. So I just wanted to get that off the table, so I don't have to worry about it the rest of the show. So you guys all know that I have a cold sore, and now I can just sing. <laughs> And the room, of course the room goes crazy and I'm, and I'm sitting in my chair and I'm just like, what am I fucking about to see? Because that's the best, that's the best <laughs> intro I ever saw to a show. And then she's like, okay, one, two, three. And the lights go down and the <laughs> explosions and the light show. And I was just like, fuck. She could sing anything that night. And then later Her I realized. ballad version of Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> Later, I realized she doesn't tour that much. She only plays America once in a blue moon. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to stumble into this show and got to see Adele one of the five times she's ever played. Anyway, it was great. That's fantastic. But so Bill Patton says, I'm going to take, you know, do you want to go to Primus? And I was like, ugh. And he said, yeah, I don't know. Somebody gave me these tickets. I don't want to see them either, but let's go. And it was it was the type of thing where I said possibly go wrong. (laughs) Where I said, like, I get off at 7, and he's like, great, because the show starts at 7.30. 
And so I got off. Bill was standing there. We smoked like 11 cigarettes on our way down to the show. We had, they were good tickets. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember how he had them. We watched Primus. But the problem was Primus in a venue. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Primus shouldn't play in venues um, because if there's any kind of echo or oh, sure. room sound or reverb, what does that sound like? It's going to sound like that plus a slight delay. It's going to sound like... Yeah. And, and so we sat in this uh, theater and for an hour and a half we're just perplexed by the number of notes. Ugh. There were so many notes. That happened too- when I saw Aldi Miola. I After five songs, I was just, I was so overstimulated. Yeah, it's too many notes too for many the notes. ear. Yeah. Too many notes for the ear to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So did you guys, did you guys, you had cigarettes and you hung out. Hung out, but we never, uh, the thing about uh, Bill Patton and me is that our uh, inability to be friends honestly did was not affected by time together or time apart. Hmm. Like if, if Bill and I were caught in an elevator or did have a mystery to solve, yeah, we would solve the mystery. And then at the end it would be like, all right, well that's fine. Uh, if I never see you again, that's also fine. Like there's just no, mm-hmm. some, somehow, like, I haven't seen Bill in five years, but if I bumped into him today, mm-hmm. it'd be like, we wouldn't do the thing, the Seattle thing, where it was like, where we gave each other a hug, or even like a like a soul brother handshake. Yeah. We'd just be like, oh, hey, what's up? Oh, hey. It's so funny you said that, because the thing that immediately went through my mind is exactly what you're describing, literally. Because you were describing this, and you were talking about how you feel about each other, and my dumb brain was too on the nose. And I was thinking, you know, I think about my relationship with people that I have service relationships with, like the lady at the bodega, the guy at the sandwich shop, right? The people at the diner. And like, I have a perfect, and from my point of view, I have a fantastic relationship with every one of those people, but I don't think I'd want to see Les Claypool with any of them. Oh, I see what you mean. It's like, you know, I mean, like our, (laughs) and, and I'm, I'm, I'm privileged and fortunate in getting to mostly control the amount and direction of conversation where it's like, Hey, how's it going? Your kid's good. My kid's good. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Here's my sandwich. But like, we don't delve into anything and it's, it's, it's the kind of wonderful relationship you can have in America, which is like, it's like, there's not really much to it. I'm a nice guy. They're a nice person. And we uh, have that, we have that back and forth, you know, one to seven times a month and it never goes any further. But if we saw each other, at a concert, I don't think we'd hang out, let alone decide to drive there together. It would just be too much. Well, so the trick about Bill Patton is he's the same age as me. Mm-hmm. He's one of the first people I met in Seattle. He's a guitar player and a and a and a rock musician and a songwriter. He has his girlfriend and my girlfriend were friends. In fact, his girlfriend and my girlfriend had the same kind of dog. Hmm. So it was some same kind of weird breed of dog. So they were like, and maybe the dogs were related even. Um, we, hmm. oh, oh, wait. Oh, my God. I'm forgetting the most important thing, which is Bill also worked at the newsstand. The devil, you say. And it's possible. Contemporaneously? Yes, it's possible now that I think about it that Bill got me the job at the this newsstand. This changes everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying. So now he's a coworker. 
not only a coworker, I think I used to go into the newsstand and say that when our roles were reversed mm-hmm. and, and stand there ordering cigarettes and I would say, God, this is a great job. How did you get this job? And Bill would say, they never hire. Hmm. I got this job, but everybody else has been working here for 40 years. You're never going to get a job here. And I would say, oh, but this job is so great. You sit there and read all day. Mm-hmm. You're sarcastic to people. And you sell it does, them it sounds c- like it's cigarettes not, and gum. Apart, apart from standing, it doesn't sound physically trying. You need to make change, but it's not going to bend your brain. There was a stool. You had a stool. You didn't even have to stand. You didn't even and have to stand. The stool and the cash register were on a riser. Oh, so even so when you, you were, were like you're like a pharmacist, you're up in the air. Yeah. Even oh. when you were sitting on the stool, you were taller than your customers. Oh, God, yes. It was so that, brilliant. As you should be. As you should be at a place like that. And it was right in the heart of everything. So the ca- the cafe was right next door. The oh, Cafe Setiem was on the other side. People would bring me sandwiches and coffee all day. That's where I met my that's where I met my long-term girlfriend. She came in every day and bought cigarettes. No kidding. The one I met a long and, time ago? No, the, I think before, before that. that. Yeah. And uh, she had she had black curly hair and bright red lipstick. <laughs> and she would she'd come in that's every not day. Helping. She'd come in. I know. I know. That doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> but she she was the originator. She, had, she was she has she has arms with hands on the end, bipedal. <laughs> She Smiles. was the rhyme animal. Uh, <laughs> but she would come in every day and I would ask her questions, uh, you know, like from your, but stu- I was, from your stool in from the my sky. Stool. But I was super, I was super sardonic, super like low oh, affect. Yes. So she would come in and she'd be like, you know, pack of Paul Malls or whatever. And I would say, what are you doing today? Hmm. And she'd say, oh, I'm just on my way to the. To That's work. good, John. That is low key. That is so Sorry. low key. And then when she'd say something, I wouldn't follow up. I'd be like, here's your change. Yeah. Whoa, baller. And, and so Pimp. she, here's the thing. Here was what was amazing. She worked at the store that bought and sold used Levi's. That's all it did. Oh, she was the seeker of Levi's you've talked about. She was the seeker of Levi's. Mm-hmm. And they didn't sell them. They sold them to, to Japan, but they mm-hmm. would buy them. There was a storefront devoted to people coming in and saying, how much can I get for these used jeans? It was such a different time. Anyway, so one day she came in and I said, <clears throat> having pieced together from asking her for weeks at a time, like what, uh, like one question a day. And she was always really shy. She came in and I said, let me ask you. Oh, and also when I would give her her change, mm-hmm. I would I would place her change in her palm. Mm. She would like put her palm out and I would place her change That's in her palm. slightly intimate. And it is. And I would touch her palm with my fingertips. <sighs> As I put the change in her palm. Did she mind? Oh, no, no. This was part of our part of the ritual that developed. As far as you know. What do you mean? Well, she seemed, she seemed like she was into it. She, well, didn't, she, she, didn't, she didn't tear her hand away and scream. You could, she could, I mean. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, so one day she comes in, and I know her cigarettes. She doesn't have to say what they are. Yeah. Oh, that's a and, nice feeling. Isn't that a nice feeling? Yeah, when the guy, when the local guy knows. And I said, let me ask you. You live down at the end of Broadway. And she was like, yeah. Because this is all material that I'd put together over the course of knowing her for a long time as a customer. And I said, and you work down at the other end of Broadway. And she said, yeah. And I said, between where you live and where you work, there are 15 places you could buy cigarettes. Why do you come in here every day? Wow. 
And she ran out of the store. Oh, my God. Turned and ran. And I was like, oh, she likes me. Yeah, you crushed the bunny. And then later on that day, she showed back up with her, like, with her bag full of Levi's clutched in her hand. And she said, she came, and I was sitting there on my stool, amazed to see her again. Yep. She she sneaks in, she comes up to the counter, and she says, do you have a girlfriend? What the what? And I was like, wow. I do now. Yeah. Whoa. Anyway, Bill Patton worked at the freaking newsstand with me for years because Uh somebody got fired or died. Yeah. And Bill... At some point, even though he didn't like me, yeah, saw me and he was like, "You should apply to work at the newsstand because there's a job opening." And and I did, and I got the job, and it ended up being the greatest job I ever had. Greatest job! I would kill for that job. It was an amazing job. I worked there with Bill, and yet even working together, we did not become friends. Why do you think friends. he asked you? Why do you think he even offered it to you? Did he see there's something a- of himself in you? It was an opportunity? Yes. Did he? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, I think the reason that we're Bill not so, and I... We're not so different, you and I. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. I think the reason that we don't get along is that Bill uh, feels that I occupy some of the same space that he occupies. Your two North Poles. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that it's a case where I would be friends with Bill, mm-hmm. but Bill doesn't want to be friends with me. Mm. And mm. Par- And I think I would be... Like my daughter said the other day... I said, what, what about that girl, you know, Olympia or Orangina or whatever? Yeah. Uh, why aren't you, uh, like, do you want to be friends with her? And, and she said, yeah, I'd be friends with Orangina. And I said, so what's stopping you? And she said, well, she hasn't asked me. Huh. And I said, well, why don't you ask Orangina to be friends? Mm-hmm. And she said, I would rather not be friends with her than have to ask her. That is oddly sophisticated and i was like hmm, i get right. that <laughs> i said okay so yeah i, I that, that's my entire yeah. life it's like yeah, yeah. i want to eat but not as much as i just want to sit here yeah i would i would happily be friends with her but i want uh, she's but, really yeah. she's cracked something at a very young age that's well, that's and, important and i think that was maybe the situation with me and bill where Bill didn't want to be friends with me i wanted to be friends with bill but mm-hmm. i would rather not be friends with him than ask him but bill asked me if i wanted to work at steve's and he took me to see primus yeah and also oh very briefly i forgot this part Hmm. i said at one point do you want to join the long winters and he said yes and he started this is after your tenure at the newsstand many years later okay because bill i think played in the fleet foxes briefly Or recorded on Fleet Fox's record. He was Fleet Fox's adjacent. He flirted with the idea of him being a long winner. So he started learning the tunes. Wow. And then we had an audition. Uh, and uh, we were auditioning people, various people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, some people were coming in to play. And... Uh, You're having a lot, John, I just want to point out in passing, you're having a lot of recovered memories right now. It seems to me that if you keep at this, you might remember even more things that could be very surprising. It's very weird. Do you feel it? Do you feel it? Something's coming back to you. I'm not sure. So Jonathan Rothman came in to audition. Big fan. 
And Jonathan Rothman played the guitar and the keyboard, and he knew the songs. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the audition, I was like, I, because I already had anticipated Bill in the long winters. Mm-hmm. The music would be very good because he's very good. But, mm-hmm. but the yeah. idea of me and Bill every day waking up in the same hotel and being like, okay, here we go again. And you have to tell Bill, no, you can't pee. You should have come before. Yeah. Or just like, Bill, you can't wear that hat or Bill. Jonathan like, just be all cool, cool. Jonathan was your Getty Lee for a little while. He was cool, cool about everything. He was cool, cool. And he was a multi-instrumentalist right, right in the middle of a song. He had, he always had like three things going on. Yeah. He would play the guitar and, and the keyboard. Mask, at the same yeah. Time. And so I had to call Bill and say, we hired a guy. Oh, geez. And Bill was like, I thought when you said, do you want to join the long winters? that it was a thing where when I said yes, that you weren't ah. asking anybody else. It wasn't a hypothetical question. He took it as an offer. It wasn't like, do you want to audition for the long winters? Right. He heard it as... So you said, do, do you want to build a snowman? And he starts running for the snow. Right. Yep. And so there was a moment, but the thing about Bill Patton, yeah. he's very cool. So he was like... Bill. Okay, well, whatever then. Wow. And I was like, sorry about that. And he was like, whatever, that's fine. You know, hmm. no problem, I guess. Yeah. And I was like, well, anyway, high five, long distance over the phone. See yeah. you when I see you. And he was like, sure. Hmm. See you out there in the world. So I don't know. Really I could see you guys being roommates someday. Not because you chose to, but that's just how it turned out. Something could, where we're where we're in a re-education camp, and it could turns be, out could we're be. both I was thinking more of like a like an old musician's home. I don't know if they have those, but somewhere where you guys would like by you know accident of happenstance, you guys are, are are in a quad. Yeah, maybe. I think Bill may have transitioned to the thing that happens to some gifted musicians mm-hmm. when they get to be fifty, which is that he's teaching music now. Hmm. You better be careful. He might be in your caress. You got to treat him right. You don't know if you're accidentally, accidentally doing God's will together. You know yes. what I'm saying? Oh, yes. You got you well, to be careful. Watch your caress. I am, I am for shizzle, uh, like a very big booster. Bill Patton booster. Yes. I've never, I would never say a bad word about him except for that he's a pain in the ass. Yeah. No, it's not so bad. Right? I mean, no, not at all. But that's not untrue. By national terms, that's not bad. In Seattle, maybe right. that's bad. But by national terms, that's not bad at all. Well, yeah, I said Phil Eck was a pain in the ass at one time, and he's still mad about it 25 years later. Say it all you want. He's not going to hear this. Yeah, well, but... We should tell him. That's what I thought about the last time I said he was a pain in the ass, and somebody told him. It got back to Phil Eck. Yeah, I think what happened was Band of Horses mm-hmm. was recording with Phil Eck, and I was talking to Ben, and I was like, oh, Phil Eck, he's a pain in the ass. Hmm. And Ben is one of those guys, Ben Horses Ben, is one of those guys that's like, uh, you know, because there's that school of people that are from the South that are like, don't talk shit about people. All right. Now, you, see, you, just say, you just say, bless your heart and leave it at that. Yeah. I don't belong to that school. No. If somebody's a pain in the ass, you got to say it. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to send it. You don't want to send a friend into a situation with a pain in the ass. And then later they're like, why didn't you tell me that guy was a pain in, in the ass? In the South, we have code for things like that. But yeah. I, I take you. I, t- I take your meaning. You have a much more New York City idea of things. Like I'm going to tell yeah. you a thing. Yeah, you don't bless your heart about yeah. a guy. Oh, bless his don't heart. bless his heart. I don't oh, want to bless, bless his, heart. his heart. But then I think Ben was like, when they got in the studio, he was like, "Oh, John Roderick said you're a pain in the ass," which I think qualifies as talking shit about me. I call that tattling. He's a tattletale. 
But then Phil Eck was like, why did you say why? So Phil Eck, but what he says is, why are you talking shit about me? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, there's a reason I was talking shit about you. Phil, you're a pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, did he, and he give was, her a witty rejoinder for that? He didn't. He was a little, he was a little drunk and he actually like put his fists up like an old Sal boxer and was like, what, in a funny I'll, Barney Rubble way. Yeah. He okay. said, I'll punch you in the nose. Hmm. And punch I you said, in the nose. <laughs> I'll kick you in the head and I'll kick you in the head. <laughs> Let me stop you there. Okay. Let me stop you there. You've done enough damage. Okay. Woo, look at those love bugs. They're just going at it.